Before we get into the conversation, I just want to chat about something that is not only super important to me, but also comes up time and time again in my conversations with Spaces and their founders. I'm talking about health and well-being, which I know means a lot of different things to different people. For me though, this is just all the little things that I do on a daily basis for my mind, body and soul, whether that's going for a run, taking 10 minutes to meditate or just catching up properly with friends and family. In fact, one of the reasons I actually started Curated Spaces was to really champion this idea that well-being comes from doing the things that bring us joy and spending time with our favourite people in the places that we love. I've been incredibly lucky to travel to some absolutely amazing places with the podcast and with this I've had to rethink some of my daily habits. I just wanted to share some of the things from Duty Free's new mind, body, soul concept which has helped keep me sane when living out of a suitcase. Now first up for me is sleep. I need my eight hours and I'm addicted to anything lavender when it comes to winding down. My all-time favourite is the pillow spray from This Works which has lavender, chamomile and vetiver essential oils which help to restore normal sleep patterns. The clue is in the name but you just spray it on your pillow before you go to bed and boom a great night's sleep is guaranteed every time. I always stock up when I'm coming back from holidays and honestly don't travel without a bottle of the stuff now. Next up, diet. The first few weeks of Curator Spaces, I was living off coffee, sandwiches and free hotel biscuits. And honestly, I could tell when I was just not getting my protein fix. I actually discovered Form Nutrition Super Blend Protein when I was grabbing my pillow spray. It's a super high quality protein powder and actually has added greens so I can chase my five a day even when I'm on the move. And now skincare. I have been obsessively applying SPF 50 every day for the past 15 years and I have just started to add collagen to my routine with Vida Glow Natural Marine Collagen Sachets, which you actually put in your morning coffee. It's completely flavourless and is absolutely amazing for skin, hair and nails. I feel like autumn and winter really take their toll and my new morning collagen coffee ritual has been such a godsend to help keep everything clear, smooth and hydrated. Finally, it's that time of the year when everyone starts getting sore throats, which is not ideal when you're trying to host a podcast. My friend was raving about the Biocol Lab Sore Throat Relief Spray. So I picked some up at the airport recently and it's not only soothing, but also contains propolis, which provides immune defence as well. I picked some up at the airport recently and it's not only seriously soothing, but also contains propolis, which provides immune defence as well. Now, a simple life is a good life and you can actually find all of these products in Duty Free at Mind, Body, Soul. They've really levelled up their game recently and made it super easy to find the products that will help you stay calm and relaxed while on the move with their three pillars that promote physical and mental well-being. I should also mention that all of the brands featured in the Mind, Body, Soul Duty Free shop are carefully curated for their ethically sourced organic or natural products with environmentally friendly packaging wherever possible. My flight was actually delayed the last time I was travelling and I had the best time browsing through everything in store. I even treated myself to the Nuco Functional Fragrance which smells so good. It's like bergamot meets cardamom herby scent and was also developed following research into the connection between the cognitive and the olfactory system, aka your brain and scent systems. It's an incredibly calming scent and I've never been more chilled out by a late flight in my life. If I wasn't delayed, however, I would have been very grateful for the reserve and collect aspect of worldutyfree.com, which means I can pre-order up to 24 hours before I get to the airport and pick it up on my way to the gate. Anyway, I hope this was helpful and honestly, next time you're travelling, make sure to head to Mind, Body and Soul and stock up on all those wellness goodies to make sure you're feeling your best, even when on the move. Now, let's get into the conversation. Hello, I'm Molly Cooper and this is a Snapshot episode where we bring you inside scoops from the travel, design and creative spheres. Today I'm in North Norfolk, just between Holt and Cromer at Blackwood, a beautiful space that is available for everything from holidays to brand events. 
and I'm delighted to welcome Sarah Morton, who's brought this project to life and is now delving into the world of interiors with a new line of textiles coming in early 2024. Sarah, so lovely to be here. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Molly. Yeah, I'm doing really well, thank you. And we're here tucked away in this incredibly zen pocket of Blackwood. There's a crackling fire over there looking out <laughs> over the winter garden. Um, it's really quite picturesque, this little pocket of the world you have here. It's we're really lucky to live here, actually, and we don't that doesn't um, go over my head. I kind of pinch myself constantly that we've managed to end up in this kind of really lovely, just chilled out part of the world. It's nice, isn't it? You've got the beach so close. I yeah. mean, there's so much going on in Norfolk. It's really yeah, cool. exactly. And that, you know, I've never lived, never lived near the sea before. And now we can just get on our bikes here and just coast down the hill and be there in a couple of minutes. And oh. It's just, yeah, really beautiful, really lovely part of the world. I'm very jealous of you living, me living in Clapham. <laughs> a lap around the common isn't quite the same. I've done my time in London. <laughs> I deserve the countryside and seaside now. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into that then. I would love to hear a bit about you and your backstory and how you have ended up here in Norfolk. Yeah. yeah, so, um, well, going right the way back, I am um, in my 20s. Uh, my husband and I lived uh, in London um, sort of all over really East London mainly Whitechapel area mm-hmm. um, and then North London once we had children yeah. um, and I worked as a corporate lawyer yeah. um, and my husband was in banking um, and then we moved out to Hertfordshire um, and my husband did the commute thing whilst I looked after the kids yeah. um, having sort of left law behind me um, and then eventually we started to feel when, when my eldest was getting ready for secondary school, we started to feel like we wanted to make a move a bit further away from mm. kind of home counties and London and those pressures. And we were looking to move somewhere to kind of, the hope was we would extend their childhoods and just move oh. somewhere a little bit more relaxed and where kids could roam and you know free range yeah. and, and um really not not be subject to those pressures of growing up really quickly mm. um and both of us had um grown up in Cambridgeshire and you know that's the adjoining county to Norfolk and spent a lot of time here as yeah. kids going visiting the beaches and um my husband's grandmother um was from Norfolk so we kind of had that connection already. Mm. Um, and really, it all happened very quickly. The move from Hertfordshire to Norfolk um, was really just over the space of a couple of months. Because we, we, we were driven by school starting up oh. again in the September, <laughs> having, you know, having decided yeah. quite, you know, late spring that um, we wanted to move. Um, and at that time, there wasn't much property on the market Um mm to buy in the area that was close enough to, to, to be able to get to the school that we'd chosen. Um, and we found this, the, the house that we live in now, which, um, was in a, a really large, um, woodland plot in the mm. middle of national trust woodland. Oh. It used to belong to the, the, the plot of land that we're in used to be part of the, the forestry area, um, from Felbrick Hall, Mm -hmm. which is sort of adjacent to us and is now a national trust maintained Uh, property that you can sort of I think I drove past it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really lovely Mm. and well worth a visit. Really, really lovely house and always lots of things going Mm. on there. Beautiful grounds. Um, so, so the plot of land we're on used to belong to, to that estate, but it was sold off at some point in the fifties and, um, divided into, um, several plots of which we we have one so we're within national trust woodland now mm. um in in a, in a sort of couple of acres and um the house that we bought needed 
we knew needed renovating. So yeah. we're sort of still waiting to do that because um, we decided to <laughs> do this first. So, so um, Blackwood um, itself started off life as an outbuilding to our mm. houses. Um, it was a huge garage and workshop yeah. with office space above um, set in a sort of corner of, of the plot, well away from our house. Um, and, um, we initially thought, I mean, it was extremely ugly. It was sort of yellow rendered block with white Mm. UPVC windows and a red roof. Um, and it just really screamed out in the woodland as opposed to sort of sitting in it (laughs) gently, which is Mm -hmm. what it does now. Um, uh, we knew we wanted to do something with it and we thought, um, you know, we moved to Norfolk, lots of friends and family wanted to come and visit, Mm. Wouldn't it be great if we had somewhere that yeah. we could put them up? Yeah. Um, and we had this building here. It was connected um, to the main, so it had heating and it had water supply mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So we thought, we'll just uh, chuck a small amount of money at it and make it <laughs> make it livable for for you know visiting friends and family, yeah. but nothing too swanky. Uh, and um, and here we are, sat we- in a pretty swanky living room, I have to say. <laughs> It kind of got out of control and snowballed quite quickly. Um, so I think part of the reason for that was the timing of the project. Mm. So we we um, we did the demolition phase where we just stripped it back to a shell. It was literally in um, February 2020. Oof. So we did about two weeks of demolition before we went into lockdown. So things pretty much stopped then. We mm-hmm. didn't, we didn't get builders back on site. The, the grounds people that had done the demolition went off. They'd done their bit. Mm. So we would, we just had to live with this shell during the first sort of phase of the yeah. lockdowns. But during that time, um, as well as obviously looking after my family, um, I had a lot of spare time, too much spare time. So I think my we husband might say <laughs> the sourdough phenomenon. Yeah. Well, instead of sourdough and banana bread, yeah. I was busily obsessing over honing my interior style. Yeah. Um, I'd always had an interest in interiors right mm. back from even before I trained as a, a lawyer, you know, right yeah. back from kind of even university days when I used to really enjoy going to Ikea and styling yeah. my little room oh. up. Um, and, uh, I kind of let that run wild really. Um, I did some interiors courses, online courses, Mm -hmm. because it was just lovely to kind of connect with other people. Um, and I just spent a lot of time on Pinterest and Instagram Mm. and, um, which I'd never been involved in before. I literally had not done any social media before. Um, and just, fell in love with the style of interiors that, um, I, you know, even though it perhaps wasn't country appropriate, um, uh, in terms of, you know, a lot of the things where I was finding inspiration were desert based kind of, you know, Joshua tree desert or kind of South American desert or, Mm. you know, even, um, a lot of influence coming from Australia as well. Um, I just loved that kind of really, really paired back walls. What you know, kind of light mm. colored, light colored walls, light colored bases, but then throwing in lots of texture yeah. and earthy tones, and you know, loads of really tactile materials like 
concrete or you know yeah. in this case micro cement mm. um and you know everywhere ev- everything I was looking at was coming down to that so I really managed to kind of hone you know hone yeah. that style and you know that kind of you know desert vibe is is kind of you know where where I got to um and my only problem then was that I couldn't source the price oh. for a start I couldn't go and look at anything yeah. because the country the world was shut, shut down. down um so I was purely shopping on the internet at that mm. phase and trying to trying to find things that sort of fitted into that aesthetic that that I had fallen in love with um and it turned out that there wasn't really that much mm. available yeah. that that really floated my boat in in the UK so I was really um uh importing uh lots of pieces um uh. you know from from all over really from Europe but sometimes from Australia and some from um kind of America as well uh and obviously that proves uh, expensive yeah <laughs> so you know, when I say the the, the the project certainly the interiors mm-hmm. budget snowballed yeah um I you know the the initial intention of having this for friends and family and and, and maybe a kid's breakout space or whatever <laughs> went out the window really quickly when when uh the budget that we'd set for the building um it was clear that the kind yeah. of finish that I craved wasn't going to fit within that budget so we had to make a decision at that point and actually the children were of an age you know regardless of of um, the lockdowns and covid and everything that was going on the children were at an age where i um was having more and more time Mm, free time myself and i wanted to be you know moving on to my second or third career yeah count being a a a mum a second my second career um so I um, was really drawn to the idea of making this place as great as I could mm. so that I could um, not just start any old holiday cottage, yeah. but I wanted to build a brand right from the beginning. I wanted to build a brand. So the name was really important to me and took a lot of thought. Yeah. And whilst it seems like a really simple name and it's kind of obvious because we are ended up going with um, uh, cladding the building in um, Chardacoya. So it is Blackwood. Um, it 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 was sort of more than that. So that yeah. did, did take a lot of thought. And I wanted it right from the outset to be a brand that I could build. Mm. And I wanted it to be a recognisable brand. Um, and, you know, the idea would be to have more, hopefully more than one at yeah. some point and, and to, to build on that basis. So we made, we took that decision that this was going to be a business and this was going to be my, mm-hmm. you know, second career. Uh, and therefore we looked upon it as investing in a yeah. business rather than just throwing money at um, a renovation whim, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know. Um, so once we did that, it, you know, that kind of opened yeah. everything up and allowed me to allow me to really um, do what I wanted to do with, with the house and have those high-end finishes, mm-hmm. um, you know, get to work on designing areas, yeah. you know, which drove my builders mad because sometimes those ideas came yeah <laughs> came midway through projects and sometimes things changed yeah. changed during during the process but they were brilliant mm. at um 
you know, I know this is not builders' favorite things to change things as you go along, but they were fantastic. Aww. And also they really enjoyed doing some of the things they were doing, which they hadn't done before oh, and learning mm. themselves how to, how to um, yeah. do these things. And I know for a fact, I speak to, to our builders regularly that, um, they've been asked many times to recreate really? the Blackwood, the Blackwood look. effect. People Blackwood want look. the Blackwood, this, the, the bench that the fire goes on, oh, I or, love the, you know, or the yeah. dining banquet or, you know, something like that. So, so they have had to recreate it Excellent. since, since um, having done it here. So, um, so that's great. You know, they learned yeah. those, they learned how to do those things. Well, I love that. And it's actually fabulous. We've all seen those grand design episodes where they have these amazing plans and then they spend all the money and it becomes a bit of a nightmare and mm. suddenly there's not enough cash left at the end so they then have to sort of scrimp and save and it doesn't mm. quite have you know mm. the huge perfect picture windows that was going to go all the way mm-hmm. around and it mm-hmm. then becomes like a tiny little window and it yeah. loses that effect but actually I love how you weren't you weren't okay the budget is this you're like well we'll just change what the, sh- what the space is for mm-hmm. spaces mm-hmm. aren't set in stone they aren't no. fixed they're fluid to be absolutely. able to live and enjoy absolutely and I, I wouldn't say that the budget was unlimited it certainly wasn't yeah. there's only so much you can reasonably you know spend on somewhere but we we um and obviously because it was part of our it was a building that was on our land already mm. we didn't have that huge a huge sort of um initial cost yeah, of buying exactly. a piece of a piece of land or buying a property to renovate it was mm. already part of our you know part of our um our home and our grounds and everything so um yeah, the, the, there's that sort of consideration. Things can really easily and quickly get out of control. Mm. So I can, I totally understand why people end up having to you know, spend all this money on a project. Yeah. And actually, the finished result doesn't look as special as it mm. as they want it to yeah. because they've run out of money and they're yeah. going to have to wait until, you know, they've they've filled got some, coffers, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. filled their coffers again before before they can put the finishing touches mm. on. But because this was going to be um, immediately let out yeah. as, a, as a holiday property. Mm. And I also had from the beginning that in my mind that I wanted it to be available for brand photography mm. and photo shoots. Um, I knew I wanted it to be of such a standard that that was yeah. a possibility. So mm-hmm. um, so it needed to be finished. It couldn't, there was Definitely. no question of it not being yeah. finished. Definitely. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how we got to yeah. it initially. How I say, and I have to say, just when you were speaking there, you talk about your influences, California, Australia, <clears throat> not necessarily spaces that you think of immediately when I say Norfolk, but we were just saying how perfectly it fits in. And you're right, it's this sort of dark wooden mm. clad cabin that you sort of see through the trees. Mm. And you step inside, and it's lots of tones of like white and earthy colours, mm-hmm. these like wicker, raffia touches. Mm. And we were saying actually this these beautiful browns you have on the cushions and those stools match perfectly with the hydrangeas outside. <laughs> yeah. So it's so funny you've taken this very hot australia california mm. aesthetic mm-hmm. but it feels incredibly at home here in it Norfolk. does and it still feels cozy doesn't yeah, it so um, cozy. with the addition of some kind of throws and, and additional textiles yeah. and things i think i think um sort of a big influence for me even before we uh, bought this pro- well right from when the magazine first started was a magazine called enki which is mm. kind of architectural uh, magazine which features a lot of scam- Scandinavian and Canadian mm. properties that are clad in in this ch- yeah. charred wood and I've always been really drawn to it and it looks amazing in woodland settings yeah. it just really sits yeah. and um 
it doesn't scream. It just, you, you perhaps wouldn't think it mm. initially. I, you know, when I said to my husband, I really want to clad this building in black um, yeah. charred wood. He's just, what? was like, what? what's why? wrong with a brick? Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, why would you make something black? Yeah. It's really depressing. In actual fact, it just, it really sits well in the, in the wood and in the summer. And even when all the leaves are off the trees yeah. and it's very stark, it just sits really well. And I knew that from kind of looking at all these mm. lovely Scandinavian and Canadian properties in Enki magazine that, that, um, you know, I had seen. And so in some respects, the exterior and the interior are not necessarily matched, um, you know, I don't think you'd probably go to uh, the Mojave Desert or the Joshua Tree National Park and see a lot of uh, a lot of buildings mm. clad in charred yeah. uh, wood. Um, but for me, that was what worked in this setting. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, I'm not a huge fan of very stark Scandi interiors. Mm. I find often find them a little bit too. Um, a little bit too stark. Mm. Um, so I wanted something much warmer. So, you know, whilst that, whilst you can claim there are some Scandi uh, elements in here, yeah. um, I don't really, I don't consider my interior star to be, yeah. to be Scandi at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, um, you know, my, as I say, my influences are, are desert. We, we, we had about a year ago, we had a, um, a Californian mother and daughter come and stay mm. for a long weekend. And, uh, after they, after they checked out the, the mum sent me an email and she said, you know, we've had such a lovely weekend. We're from California. We loved the interiors. And in mm. fact, I think this is some of the best example of oh. desert chic we've ever seen. And I literally thought, I just feel seen. Yes. I feel so seen. Yes, <laughs> desert chic here in Norfolk. <laughs> because actually, I don't think there's anywhere, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying on, on our website, I don't mention desert chic because no. I don't want to sound... Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah, she's actually lost her marbles. I yeah. probably I probably have mentioned it in magazine articles and that yeah. kind of thing that we we've, we've been lucky enough to oh. be featured in, but you know, she had spotted it straight away that 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 was yeah. kind of the the vibe that I was trying to go for. 100%. Um so yeah, I very much enjoyed. That was one of my favorite uh, feedback highlights. Yeah. Desert chic as her. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And then I guess I'd love to hear if you have any hands-on advice for maybe someone's thinking about doing a self-build or maybe they're just interested in an interior that maybe doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a natural oh it should belong here. Mm. How would you recommend people get started? thinking about this and playing around with ideas and concepts. So, so I think if you've got no idea where to start and you haven't done anything like this before, you have got to do your research. So, mm. um, I mean, research, financial research is absolutely so yeah. important because like, you know, you've already touched on so many people come a cropper with their budget. Mm. Um, you have to be realistic. You have to um, understand that when you get your quotes in, a lot of times builders will quote for something that is really very basic and you don't want basic, Yeah, you know, the flooring might have a certain per square meter price on it. And then when you look for that flooring, you find that everything within that estimate that they've given you is disgusting. Um, so you've really got to be all over that. Mm -hmm. Um, but not let that put you off because, you know, it is still doable, even in, even in these times where, where the price of everything has sort of soared so much, um, in terms, you know, once you've got your plot and you've, you've, you've found your builders and you're, you're happy with all of that and you've got your planning permission, you're ready to go. 
in terms of interiors, you should be thinking about that when you're thinking about builders and architects mm. and all of that kind of thing because it takes a really long time, especially if you've got no ex- no previous experience. Yeah. I mean, I knew I loved interiors, but I would have said um, three, four years ago, I would have said I my interior style or the, the, the interiors I love is more mid-century modern. Mm. Um, you know, I really like, um, I also really like uh, uh, Amber Lewis, uh, who's an American designer, really enjoyed looking at her yeah. interiors. Um, and uh, also Sarah Sherman Samuel, who's a, di- a totally different style, but also really loved that that kind of uh, aesthetic too. Um, I completely changed where I was headed once I started doing my research. So for me, because I was stuck um, at home and I only had the internet, I spent all this time on primarily Pinterest really Mm -hmm. is where I got my ideas from. And once I found a few pictures that I really liked, I made sure that each of those pictures would look right within the same house. So, you know, you you end up with a huge board of pinned photographs And you just go through it periodically and take out the ones that you've put in there because actually you really like them, Mm. but they wouldn't look right in that house. If this was all one house, would everything in it Mm. flow and look right? And through, through, through that process... Uh, of getting this pin, this this board with with pictures that could all could all be from the mm. same house, even though they're not. You will find what it is that you're yeah. drawn to, and you'll see. You know, am I am I really minimalist? Am I wabi sabi mm. kind of? You know, really pared back? Am I a bit more than that? A bit more more kind of Scandi, yeah. or am I? You know, in my case, desert chic. <laughs> Who um, knew that? <laughs> Or, you know, Australian beach house or, yeah. or um, you know, so many different things. You know, there's 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 lots of so many trends out there that are mm. at the moment that are coexisting together yeah. and are really popular at the same time. Um, you know, you've got people, those who are into minimal and those who are yeah. throwing absolutely every pattern yeah. oh, and yeah. clashing pattern and colour mm. um, and, you know, at everything and that's super popular too mm. so everyone's different there's space for everything isn't yeah there? but oh, yeah but the most important thing is to is to find what you love mm. and not end up with you know if you're lucky enough to be able to do the, de- the interior design of of an entire sort of project all at the same time which you know is sometimes financially difficult but if you are lucky enough to be able to do that you don't want to end up with a living room that's mid-century modern mm. and a bedroom that's, you know, I don't know, American country yeah. ranch. You, you just, you, yeah. you, you need you to make sure that, that everything within, you know, mm. when you're buying products, when you're, when you're furnishing, when you're sourcing, yeah. you need to, um, every single thing, does this work in, do I just like this? Yeah. Or does this really work in my yeah. scheme? Mm. Um, and it, it, if you just like it, but it doesn't work in the scheme, yeah. then you mustn't buy it because <gasps> no matter how much you're crushing over those pink velvet cushions, <laughs> do they really fit with desert yeah, sheets? Exactly, yeah. it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. So, um, but um, yeah. yeah. So 
I think that's such good practical, like hands-on advice. And actually you've now, by doing that, built yourself this really solid foundation, mm. you know, Blackwood. And you're now doing, of course, these incredible textiles off the back mm. of that and sort of building on this identity that you've made for yourself mm-hmm. and for the mm-hmm. space. So I'd love to hear a bit about what you've got coming up next year. Yeah, well, I, I just was incredibly lucky, really, to um, find that, you know, through doing this, I... I feel as though I found my sort of second calling Mm. um, and actually, you know, interiors and this interior style and um, everything surrounding it, really, the making of textiles, the sourcing of textiles, particularly um, even the designing of furniture um, and things that that I want for my space. It's given me a real sense of purpose Mm. and, uh, I, I, I feel like I was bursting with ideas at the time when I was sourcing things for Blackwood, but I was really struggling to find what yeah. I wanted. So a lot of my, you know, as well as Pinterest, I, I invested in some interiors books. Um, lots of them were kind of, you know, uh, lovely, beautiful photography picture books from prop Adobe houses mm. and in, you know, in the desert and, um, you know, all sorts, all sorts of, um, different lovely coffee table books and I was looking at them and seeing these amazing interiors and not seeing any of that in the UK and not being able to find any of that over here understandably because it's not you know it it, Mm. it, it, as far as I know it hasn't been a trend it might it it may have been a small trend at some point but I can't I certainly at the time two years ago wasn't able to find a lot of that kind of thing so I was sourcing products um I made a decision that I was going to source a number of products from overseas mm. because otherwise I just wasn't going to get the feel that yeah. I wanted. Um, so I did ship um, uh, things over um, at, at really a great expense, which, you know, I'm, we're talking, we're talking cushions and we're yeah. talking small rugs and that kind of thing. Not furniture, obviously, but um, I was sad that I couldn't find that yeah. in the UK. Um, so it kind of led through a conversation I had with somebody um, who came here to do a photo shoot for their products and who already has um, a lovely setup with some amazing ladies who um, very talented weavers um, in Turkey. Um, and she asked me if I would be interested. I, 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 I said to her, you know, I would love to, yeah. you know, I really struggled to find what I, what I, what I like. Mm. I would love to, you know, design some pieces and it just kind of went from there really mm. organically. And Rachel from, from, um, looks Linen, uh, who I'm collaborating with on the, on these textiles that I've designed, um, it was just super positive yeah. and really, um, it's got really amazing can do attitude and, um, it's super productive and, you know, between the two of us, we've, we've, um, she, she has all this amazing setup going on. I basically just threw some pictures of what was in my head and, <laughs> and we've taken it from there really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've designed a small range of, uh, sort of capsule collection really of, of, um, uh, Blackwood and, uh, looks linen um, yeah. rugs and a range of cushions and bolster cushions mm-hmm. um, things that really you know I love and inspire me and in a style that really inspires me but which I had difficulty mm. 
buying here in the UK. So it's not an enormous collection. It's it's um it's it's a starter. It's yeah. a starter collection, but I'm really excited about it. Um and I have one of each um piece and they're not in the property yet because the launch yeah. hasn't happened yet. So it would be a bit a mm, bit too soon to put yeah. it in here. But the idea is once we've launched is that I will every piece will sit here in in Blackwood mm. for guests to Aww. see um and and enjoy and um yeah and hopefully some other people will be interested yeah. in buying some and they can then go and recreate that Blackwood look at home that's exactly yeah. it because you know I do over the course of the last couple of years had so many requests for information on where this mm. comes from how did yeah. you do this you know we're renovating a property we've come here because we're renovating a property yeah. we really wanted to see you know see this in real life yeah. and you know right down to enormous lists of of things you know that I've provided yeah. people with that that um that are helping them in their mm. in their renovations um so yeah this is an easy way for people to who come here and who love it to get the look mm. um and you know, with any luck, um, and hard work, if it, you know, if we can sort of pull this off, I'd love to expand it because I've, yeah. I, you know, so many ideas for lovely things mm. that, um, again, that you just, that I'm unable to source here, you yeah. know, that in that particular style, um, you know, there's lighting, there's, there's furniture mm. and my two sort of, you know, top of my target, yeah. target list um coffee tables I really struggle Mm, with (laughs) coffee tables I struggle with and um uh, and yeah and lighting I struggle with as well so um I would really like to um but but I've enjoyed this collaboration process so I'd really love to work with Mm. rather than start from scratch I'd love to work with other lovely um, brands to create a range that has come Mm -hmm. out of my head but uses their expertise so as a collaborative um effort I really love that. And I think it's so exciting that this, I mean, what a project to go from, oh, we'll just give the garage some love to now having this incredible space that's inspired so many other people. Yeah. And now these textiles, which will go on to inspire other people and there might be more spaces and more collections, but also yeah. it comes back to this taking on a project, being brave and just making something lovely for people to enjoy. Absolutely. That's such yeah. a brilliant story. It's quite funny given that it wasn't in any way the plan from the beginning. <laughs> Never is. That yeah. it's kind of, you know, if you'd have told me that four years ago that this is what would, would end up happening, yeah. I would have said no. I no. would not have had a, you know, any clue that this was going to go this way. But you 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 pivot yeah. constantly and, and um, you know we we were lucky enough to be able to do this and mm. and um it's been a really fantastic experience and um yeah really really fulfilling one um even if it has been at the expense of my own house <laughs> which hasn't had the facelift yet <laughs> it's coming it's coming it's, got, two, two, it's yeah. coming at some point but yes um oh. yeah that that would that I would love to do that um at some point Exciting times ahead. Really there exciting. are only 24 hours in a day, remember? So there are, um, and, you know, I can't be doing that and launching, a, exactly. you know, textile collection as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm committed to focusing on that side mm. of things for certainly for 2024. So. Well, I can't wait for it. I'm very excited. Thank it's you. been such a pleasure chatting today. Thank I do you. have a closing tradition with guests where it's a quick fire round okay. if you're up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, love it. What's one thing you wish someone had told you before starting on this project? Um, in terms of starting a business mm-hmm. and going down the, um, holiday let route, 
I I was definitely one of the people that thought that it was a great form of passive income uh, and that um, it wouldn't take up all of my time. So it probably would have been good to know that it would literally take up all of my time. (laughs) But, you know, that that again, that could be Mm -hmm. because of the way that I've done it. And, um, you know, because I have jumped in. Mm-hmm. you know completely and made it a whole kind of a whole brand, brand. Yeah. um so yeah that that would have been that would have been handy to know um I love it so get ready say goodbye to your spare time folks absolutely <laughs> say goodbye to your spare time and don't move to Norfolk thinking you're coming for a quiet life <laughs> <laughs> I love it and what's one thing that everyone should invest in for their homes for their homes, um, oh my goodness! I for me, it's quality. Um, it's quality textile, so it's quality. Mm. Um, you know, the linens that I use everywhere for me turn it from something that is really nice to mm. something that's really luxurious. Um, so I get my linen from um, from Holland. Um, because it's, I just cannot find, um, any other that I, mm. that I love as much, you know, I, I yeah. there, there will be some out there. I just haven't, I just haven't sourced it. I haven't mm-hmm. found it, but, um, yeah, for me, it's super important because that's the foundation of your, of your entire, mm-hmm. uh, space. So yeah. if you can, if you can invest in those textiles you've got that kind of luxury base and you can afford to then um not cut corners but you know go slightly more budget Mm -hmm. on on other things um and uh and it won't ruin the look Mm -hmm. okay and last one who is your ultimate interiors icon or inspiration so this changes um you know i've mentioned i have mentioned um a few people earlier in the mm. interview um who who I've loved through through time for me an enduring one um that that I still have now and I think I whilst she doesn't just do one style she has a very recognizable style and that is um, American um designer Sarah Sherman Samuel mm-hmm. who um really inspires me she has an amazing interiors business amazing clientele she also has um an atelier which um she she designs mm. and sells her own designs so she designs furniture pieces she makes uh, these amazing pieces of art yeah. that she sells and um i just I love her whole process mm. um, and um, yeah, I just really love her designs and mm. the, the way that her, her designs feel. And um, so, yeah, she's, she's my, and has been long-term, a long-term yeah. favorite of mine. So that would be the one that I would. I love it. Amazing. What a note to end on. It's been such a pleasure chatting. Thank Andrew, you so much Thank for you. Me. You're very welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. What a gorgeous space and what an incredible story of a project just snowballing in the best possible way. Sarah, I'm chuffed for you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And that's it. That's a wrap for 2023. I just want to take this chance to say thank you so much to everyone who's listened, who's subscribed, who's followed, who's shared. Honestly, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a huge amount. and I'm incredibly grateful to each and every one of you. And I'll be back in 2024 with the first ever Curator Spaces mini season, the London edition. But in the meantime, I wish you all a very happy New Year's Eve and hope that 2024 is fun-filled and full of joy. 